Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm really excited this morning. I want to introduce you to Rachel Alday. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's right. Yay. Got it right. And tell me a little bit about your background. You've been doing it a long time. You and your husband own a property management company. So tell everybody a little bit about it. Okay. So my husband, Rob, and I, we own Upload Luxury Rentals, and we've had it for about 15 years. We started in Park City, Utah. Competitive area. Yeah. I mean, at the time, not as competitive. Yeah. Now, yes. But we are, at this point, one of the OGs. There's Mm -hmm. some that have been around longer, for sure. And Park City was a great place to start, too, because there are some really great company owners in our industry in Park City that were there twice as long as us. And it was awesome to be able to watch that and learn from those people. Mm. In our market, in Park City especially, it's not like some of the other markets where the property management company owners are like not collaborating. Park City was actually a place where the other company owners were really encouraging and helpful from the beginning. That's phenomenal. That is unusual. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's some business owners there that just were transformational for us that we were able to ask them really serious questions and they would answer honestly. And it's still there? Yeah, for sure. It's it's awesome. There's a lodging association in Park City that most of the company owners are part of, including hotels. It's amazing. And my husband's on the board and I was on the board for a while. Actually, my husband's about to be the president. Yeah. And so that group is like commendable. Yeah. And I would say for people that are in markets where they don't have a lodging association, make one because that has been really, really helpful. And Jackson Hole, so we started in Jackson Hole nine years ago. So we first were in Park City, then we also expanded to Jackson Hole. There's never been a lodging association there. And the companies traditionally were not friendly with each other. And so I've worked for probably the last five years to try and build a lodging association there. And so with some other companies working alongside, we work together and there is a lodging association now. And it's just getting going. Not everyone's on board, but there's some really strong companies in Jackson now that they're newer and then some older ones too. And it's been a shift to see people come together in that way. But it's sort of like the shift in our industry where people are finally embracing technology and sharing all their ideas and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like on podcasts or conferences. And you're seeing that happen in Jackson more. Now we're also expanding to Sun Valley, which is like really new for us. This is just like right now. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm exciting. It's our third market. And we never were looking to grow beyond Park City. And we always have said, we don't want to grow past Jackson. We're good. We don't have like some expansion plan, but Jackson Hole was an organic thing that happened and it worked out well. Sun Valley, people in that market have come to us and they've said, can you come to Sun Valley? And so just a bunch of random happenstance worked out where, okay, we're actually doing it now. Similarly, the companies aren't that collaborative there that I can tell yet. And I don't think there's a lodging association there either. So maybe we'll be able to five years from now work on that. We'll have to see. I've heard in the last three podcasts, you're going to hear me talk about it again. Here it is. We're asking for advice from the best of the best, people that have grown their business from nothing. And look at what they just said. They started this lodging association. You heard it from Scott Leggett on these shows. You've heard it from like three other people have talked about it in the last couple of days. So if you don't have a lodging association, create it yourself. If you want to know how to do it, Rachel, would you be willing to Totally. Yeah. And you know that Scott Leggett said he was willing to help too, but it's a really important part of strategy for growth because of the legislation that can come 
And these lodging associations give you the power to fight it. Okay, so don't forget that. I just that's, that's how the Jackson yeah. Hole one actually took off. Wow. Because we started to try and build that before COVID. And then when COVID hit, it slowed down the process of doing of that course. association. But we were just trying to get through everything else. And then after COVID, there was such an influx of tourism in Jackson that the community is putting extreme pressure right. on vacation rentals and implementing, right. which they actually just pushed through some serious legislation and some rules, at least in the city initially, um, mm-hmm. not into the county yet, but that's restricting the vacation rentals. And so that is what incentivized these other companies to finally get together because wow. people were not so likely to come together as company owners that were competitive. Right. And then in this climate where all of a sudden there was potential restrictions that could hurt the business. Right. But yes. And they're making legislation and they don't have the lodging people at the table. No, you're not at the table. If you're not There's at the no table, you're on the table. Because right. all they can do is go to individual companies right. unless you have an organization, yeah. which in Park City is what we've seen when there's things that are going to impact the vacation rental and the lodging industries in Park City because there's this strong organization that's been around for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's easy to bring them to the table and talk about it. And so when there's regulations, they can make regulations that would be more impactful and actually be able to be enforceable. Right. And then in Jackson, what you see is there wasn't an organization when they first started these restrictions. Right. That's what instigated everyone to finally get yeah. on board. And so without the organization, there was no one from the lodging community at the table when they're coming up with their restrictions. And so their restrictions end up being very restrictive, but yeah. also not enforceable. So they do all this work and it creates all this drama in town. And then they're really not enforceable. And the lodging community knows that. And we're sort of trying to raise our hand and be like, these are not even going to be enforceable, but they don't want to hear what you have to say because it feels more adversarial. But as a group, it's there had been a stronger lodging association in Jackson earlier, which now there is. So going mm-hmm. forward, we'll have this. Mm-hmm. But then we could have really even helped the people that are, you know, in city council or county council or planning commission or whatever. We could have helped them to come up with some restrictions reasonable. that would be reasonable that would be good for the guest, good for the community, and yeah. good for the property manager. And if, like, if the goal is increased employee housing or whatever it is, yeah. let's work together so that can actually happen. Otherwise, what we're seeing happen is that they create all these restrictions. They don't have the experts at the table. Yeah. So now they're not enforceable. They're not actually solving the initial problem. They're just trying to be punitive. And it's not really solving anything. And in the yeah, end, do something. Anything. Yeah, they call it low-hanging fruit. Right. right. But in the end, it's just going to be a whole bunch of work for not much output, you know, not much to show for it. And they'll probably have to start over eventually on the next cycle because yeah. now things are slowing a bit. So they'll probably all calm down. And then on the next round, you know. So take advice from Rachel, guys. This is really good advice. She's saying she's expanding. She's growing. And as she gets into Sun River, she's like, the first thing we're, li- we're thinking about here is creating this lodging association. So please take that advice. And if you don't have one, reach out and Rachel will give her information at the end of this. And you also have Scott Leggett and Inhabit, who has offered to do that. And other people, if you listen to the podcast, you know, there are lots of people who have offered to help with this particular issue because it's a big one, guys, from growth. We're talking about how you grow. So what's your best piece of advice that you'd like to give property managers out there who are looking to grow? Maybe they've been in the business for 10 years, but they're looking for strategies for growth. What would you suggest to people, whether they're new or old? Well, I feel like this is a little bit obvious, especially talking to you. But I do think one of the most important things is to learn from your mistakes. True. Rob and I always say that, you know, our business has grown very organically, slowly. We don't have any investors. We never have. We don't want any. 
We didn't have a trust fund that we started this from. It was just very mom and pop shop from nothing and letting it just grow slowly over time so that we have authentic, genuine relationships with the homeowners, that we have a reputation in the towns that we work in that is real and we have a sense of community there. And I think that that authentic growth does really come from just allowing yourself to make mistakes and then not hating yourself over it, but learning from it. When we look back at where we started, which we never thought we were going to hire one person. Right. Then now we have to do people working for us. And we never, wow. you know, we didn't have a strategic plan, to be honest. But we were taking it day by day. We were really in the trenches with it and just trying to learn and pay attention to what was working and what wasn't. And I think that that's a, really the biggest part of how we got to where we are. And I think everyone says, you know, mistakes are a big part of success. It's so true. It is totally true. Yeah. You cannot get the same understanding of your business without making mistakes. If you're running a business and you look back and you're like, this is amazing. We haven't made any mistakes and this is so easy and great. Well, then that's a dangerous place to be. You should be worried because I think the safest place to be is to be the person that did it, tried all the things, Got back up. threw all the spaghetti at the wall, see yeah. stuck. Learn from all the things that didn't work, keep getting back up, resilience. And then that's when you can sort of feel comfortable when you get to the good place. Because you're just like, wow, we've made so many mistakes, but we're finally here. And I guess making mistakes is never really over. I'm not trying to say that we're done making mistakes. Oh, well, we're not. But I think that that is a huge, huge part of it. Built by property managers for property managers. Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise-level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors, improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. With Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center, reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline Vacation Rental Software at StreamlineVRS.com. Two things that you said that really caught my eye here. Okay, the first thing you said Well, number one, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think we all make mistakes and we know that. The other thing, she talked about genuine relationships with her homeowners. And that's a common thing we see for successful property managers who grow. They have these authentic relationships and they talk about them that way. Tell me what that means to you. Yeah, for us, what it means is that every time we talk to a new homeowner, it's me and or Rob. My husband. And so as business owners, still, we're the only ones that engage initially with a new potential homeowner. And then my sister works with us. So our team is, we have a lot of people that are either part of our family or family with each other. Yeah, Um, which Small town teams, that's not so hard. But so my sister, who's worked for us for eight or nine years, she's another person that talks to homeowners. And then a guy on our team named Miles is awesome. So it's just the four of us really that deal with homeowners. And we had a hard time even letting my sister and Miles start dealing with homeowners. Of course. Uh, I do. We had to add that in. And we're super careful just making sure that our homeowner communication is like really consistent with a group of people that are always going to be the same Mm -hmm. so that the homeowners can have like actual friendly relationships with us and with our couple team members who deal with homeowners. 
so that we have these friendly relationships so that the homeowners are like my sister had a baby and she gets so many baby gifts from the homeowners because she's really close to them. And we try to make sure that we reach out to the homeowners before every stay, before they're coming and to be like, you know, is it you that are coming? Is which part of your family or friends or is it your cousin or whatever? And are people coming because of an anniversary or mm-hmm. so that we can do what we would do for the guests? Of course, yeah, which that's is great, you know, take care of them in that way and get to know them. And I think the other part of that relationship is just being honest with people. Like we've learned through mistakes that when something goes wrong, we don't hide from it. We got to call the homeowner. Like you would call your friend and be like, listen, I messed up. Something happened. Like, here's what it is. Here's how I'm going to try and fix it. Here's how it's going to impact you. And just, you know, get out ahead of things, be honest with people. And it's amazing the kind of relationships that we build through that kind of behavior, sure. which is like basically what you would learn in like therapy, how to deal with your own family. And so then we just try to apply that. There's, no, there's some differences because it is a business, not family. Yeah. But we feel really strongly about treating our team and our homeowners like family in all the ways that we possibly can. The other thing that Rachel is an expert in, she's actually speaking on a panel this week, is building teams. So if you have questions about building teams, she's a good one to talk to about it. What I'd like, I'd love you to tell me your favorite homeowner story or guest story. Oh my gosh. We were preparing for this yesterday with the team and I'm trying to remember now. There's so many good ones. Okay, I'm just going to pick one. So a homeowner story would be, we had this house that we really wanted to sign in Park City. This is years ago when it was like, everything was on the line with yeah. every house. Like I remember Rob and I always talk about how we used to go out to dinner and celebrate every time we signed a house. Oh, I love yeah. that. Because it was just such a big deal. And then a house like this one, this one is like, it's called Twilight Moon Ranch. I think it has like eight bedrooms. It's a big ranch compound. Now they have multiple properties on there. So it's an amazing, gorgeous, like just insane property that could host a retreat or a huge family. Oh it's Yeah, it's really special. Anyway, it was really important property for us. You know, definitely one of our strongest for a long time. It still is. And so we were so proud to have it in the portfolio. And then at one point, another company had approached them. And this was a company that actually now has gone bankrupt, sadly. Oh. But at the time, they were making us nervous with how they were running their business. Sure. And so we were seeing things happening with them. And they went and tried to talk to this homeowner. And they told them, like, we're going to go through your garbage. And we're going to find what newspaper you read. And we're going to find what kind of wine is your favorite. And That's we're going right. to have that for I'm you. So, at- stop. Yeah, it was just weird. And <laughs> anyway, and the homeowner and that we're going to get, you know, this much per night all year long and just really like silly, irrational, not true stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the homeowner at that moment must have needed something like that, you know, maybe for their ego or whatever, or for whatever reason. And they went with it. Oh, you they know? did. And they said, we're going to go with this other company. And <sighs> we were crushed because we were like, this is a really important house for us. And we had a good relationship with the homeowner. And it was just like, oh man, like yeah, it felt like such a loss. And anyway, they were with that other company for, I think a little less than a year. And all that stuff that seemed so silly because at the time in our business, we knew like, this is not real. Was there not time? realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Right. And so then they came back and they were like, can we work with you again? You know, and that was like, for us, it's really like a mistake. Again, it's like sure. where I'm sure there was some stuff we didn't do right because there had to be a reason why they bought that story and from this other company. That happens. Though. Right. But I, but I would never say it's not through any fault of our own. I'm sure we did something. Right. And so it's like, then that was a chance for us to look back and be like, why weren't they happy? Why were they looking elsewhere? And then what are the things that we really are doing right that they came back for? And now they're still with us and they're one of our favorites and they do really well. And it's just kind of crazy how I think when you're building and you have those peaks and valleys where you yeah. like, oh, we got this amazing house. And then all of a sudden 
they go with someone else and you feel like we really messed yeah. up. And then, oh, it's back again. And, and I think that's kind of like representative of our entire experience in this business. It's like <laughs> nonstop, you know, every time something goes really well, we have to kind of like hold on and be like, okay, this is the yin and the yang. So when things go great, like let's hold on for whatever the next thing is, because maybe it won't be so awesome, but maybe it'll at least be a chance to learn something. And, and that's a lesson in perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is definitely a lesson in perseverance. Look, this business is not for faint heart. No. And it's not for people who don't like to work hard. It's true. Because it's not an eight-hour job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rob and I still get calls Yeah, in the middle of the night. Of and course. we have a huge team and we have all sorts of like overnight people that take care of the phones and everything, but still it yeah. happens, you know? So, and I kind of hate it in the moment, but I also kind of love it too. Because it's like, you know, you've got to love being so close to what you're doing. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You do. You have to love this business to be in it. If people want to reach out, if they have questions about creating the groups in their area for their, you know, large tourism associations. Yeah. If they have questions about that or if they have questions, do you mind if they reach out to you? No. How would they find you? So my email is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at Abode Luxury Rentals, which is a mouthful. So A, B like boy, O, D like dog, E, Abode, not Adobe, Abode <laughs> Luxury, L-U-X-U-R-Y, rentals with an S, dot com. So Rachel at Abode Luxury Rentals dot com. Thank you again, Rachel, for yep. coming. I really appreciate it. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit StreamlineVRS.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.